hashtag Dear Madam Woo. There are plenty of avenues to get you connected. Hit the phone line on the website. This here is direct access. Leave me a recorded message here at the studio. I'm available on Facebook as well at Inside the Flower Pot. Make sure you like that page. And if you would like me in your new speak, go right ahead and hit that follow button. Remember, hashtag Dear Madam Wu. Inquire about anything. I'm without secrets. Want to know what Madam Wu would do? Tell me what's up. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hashtag Dear Madam Wu. Hi, Madam Wu here. Inside the flower pot where everything grows. <laughs> so, today is a beautiful Sunday. I love Sundays. Um, that's why, you know, I decided to do my podcast on a Sunday. Because it's just one of those, you know, stress-free, clear mind, productive days. Um, so, today I'm bringing you... A discussion on my post, um, Fearful and Emotional Mommy, part one. And when I first sat down to record this, um, it you wouldn't believe I, I got through everything. And then I looked at my recording and it was an hour and 42 minutes long. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it that I had even talked that long without stopping so I'm I'm definitely not gonna do y'all like that (laughs) I know I don't like to really focus on anything too long my um my mind is here my mind is there and even when it comes to the television shows that I watch for an hour I have to like stop and pause it and you know go do something else and then come back to it and sometimes it can take me a long time to watch something um you know, like an hour show could take me two days, three days to actually finish. So I didn't want to be rushed. I want to take my time and I really do not care if it takes me three episodes to chop this up. (laughs) You know, I really want to get my message out there that that's the most important thing to me. So, you know, let's get started. (laughs) So, In my last episode, I, in the excitement of raising your child, I talked briefly on being able to accept the balance, you know, the positive, the neutral, the negative, you know, being able to take your life and see it as the bigger picture instead of seeing it as good and bad. And this week, I actually had a very, very spiritual week. Um, I started my blog before I started my podcast, and I'm going in order um, on my podcast of the order I went in creating my blog. So my first post was The Excitement of Raising Your Child, and this here is my second post, Fearful and Emotional Mommy, part one. And they eat... The blog is ahead of the podcast. So this week I talked um, on my blog, I talked about 
being becoming a spiritual guide for your child. And it was all about contemplating um, the spiritual path and spiritual journey of not only yourself, but your child and what you want to pass on, what's necessary to pass on and um, being able to let your child sort of create their own journey and figure things out for themselves because as long as they are participating in the development of their spiritual journey, they will get there on their own. So I've had such a spiritual week typing up this <laughs> this post and really diving deep into what I believe. And I've never pinpointed. I just, I know that I have beliefs. I know that I've went through a lot of things in my life and I've um, experienced a lot of things that have brought me to the position that I am right now and into my unique relationship that I have with God, which I love. And I've never felt more closer to God than I do right now in this particular moment in my life. So I found the scripture, I came across this scripture and I thought, whoa, this is a perfect example of what I was talking about in my first uh, podcast, which is what I want to share with you. It's from Romans 5, 3 through 5. And it says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And I'm, I'm no preacher or anything like that, but when I read this, I thought, whoa, this is exactly what I was talking about. You know, your growth is found in these moments. These are the most precious moments. These tribulations and these things that we go through, this is our growth. And if you can't find the joy in those, in that moment, then you kind of sort of miss the lesson. And people will go through things and they'll continue to go through the same things over and over and over again. And then they kind of wonder, why am I, you know, having to go through the same thing over and over again? It's because, you know, you're not learning the lesson. You're not appreciating what you're going through. You're running from the problem. And I just really thought that this is something that I wanted to share with you um, based off of what I talked about on my last podcast. But moving on, um, I want to say that right off the bat that I'm not, um, and and I want, (laughs) I actually want to say something first. I want to say that a lot of what I'm writing during that week will kind of flood over into my podcast. So because I went through this, this look at my spiritual life and my spiritual journey, Um, This week, because of my blog post, a lot of that is probably going to bleed into my podcast. But at the same time, it's really, really relevant. Um, So anyways, I'm not a religious person. You know, I'm more of a spiritual person. And scripture 
speaks to my spirit. So I embrace it rather than run from it. And what I really put my faith in is life. You know, this, this is my gift from God and he loves me. So because he loves me, he has shared this gift of life with me. And if I choose to love him, then I will honor him with my life by doing what he does, which is love. And it's really his image, you know? So when I feel like when they say, you know, we are made in God's image, I feel like love is his image. And we are the the picture of his love, okay? And we should devote our lives to living up to that picture and living up to that standard. And that to me is my purpose simplified. You know, I choose to do whatever it is that I want to do, you know, but I choose to love, you know, I can do whatever I want to do as long as I do it with love. So I use my gift, which is writing and speaking to people and being a good communicator. And I use that to tell my truth. Okay. And when you listen to my truth, you know, you should feel my love for you and what it is that you're going through, because I do care about that. I care about people who are going through similar things that I'm going through, who have been through similar things that I've been through or who are on the same path, you know, in, in, in a way as me. And I want to help. I want to do anything I can to help because I know what it feels like to sort of be in a certain space. And you know, if we if we really truly as human beings came together and showed love to one another and helped each other because we know we're all going through things um, and being mindful of, of people, you know, then I feel like it could be a better place. Or the world could be a better place. Um, but we all know. <laughs> and there are some people that just can't get right. So anyways, We must work on every part of ourselves until every part is on one accord with one another. And when all parts are working for the prosperity of our minds and our body and our soul, then we've won. Okay, so separate yourself into different parts. Okay, you work on each individual part, spend time on it in some way, hopefully every single day that way eventually everything will sort of work together and work for your growth and you elevating and evolving and becoming the person that you desire and that you're destined to be so this is when it comes into play that old saying you reap what you sow So if you are setting in place these things, these seeds with inside of yourself, then these things will grow if you tend to them. And that's the the thing that the part that people forget, you know, that they think, oh, I planted this seed and I'm just going to let it go. You know, I'm just going to let it do what it's going to do. Now you have to plant the seed and you have to tend to the garden. Okay. You have to do this every single day and you have to really work at it and you have to really practice and put forth 
effort to get it done. And even when you see a little green sprout up, don't get too happy. You know, don't get too excited. Don't get too beside yourself and and get such a big head that you forget to continue on until it is it is fully grown. And even when it has grown up and it looks good to you and you are prospering and it is bearing fruit for you, don't still, don't leave it to be, you know, continue. There is always growth. There is always evolution and everything can always expand further than it is. It's, it's sort of like an eternity, you know? So keep up your good work. Okay. Don't, don't let your good work fall to the side. And there's no greater work than the work of taking care of yourself. Okay. So let us today, you know, plant our seeds <laughs> inside our flower pot, you know, let's dig deep, you know, and hope that this blossoms for us and we can really take a, a long, hard look at ourselves today and really see where we are in our emotional side, you know? So obviously I've already said it, this is Fearful Emotional Mommy Part 1. And what it's about is projecting your fears and emotions on your child and how working on balancing your emotions with self-control every day will help you and your children. Now, I believe that emotions are the driving force um, behind our fears. So that is really generic thing to say simply because the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion. So your emotions stir your fears. That 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 is the connection, okay? Your emotions are sort of that driving force. So in believing this, in believing that, you know, emotions drive your fears, then you can obviously come to two conclusions. And well, these are my two conclusions that I draw from this. And the one of which is that if you cannot control your emotions, then you will live unable to control your fears, okay? If your emotions are out of control, then your fears will be out of control. And when your emotions are out of control and your fears are out of control, you're sort of leading yourself down this this path of destruction. It's sort of like self-destruction. And, and you're putting this on yourself, okay? And that puts your children in harm's way as well because this is a time in their life where they're most vulnerable and most susceptible to um, everything around them. So the second thing is that since you cannot live without your emotions, then therefore you cannot live without your fear, okay? Um. Being emotionless is not a thing. Being fearless is not a thing. So yes, you'll hear people out there um, say, oh, you know, I don't, I'm emotionless. I don't care about nobody out here. Nine times out of 10, they are deep in their emotions. Just by saying that, they are so deep in their emotions, they can't even see it. You know, and then you'll hear people say, I don't, I'm fearless. I'm fearless. I'm out here. You know, I'll do anything. You know, you know, I don't care about the rules. I don't care about anything. I don't care what happens to me. 10 times out of 10, there is something 
and this is 10 times out of 10, okay? 100% of the time, they are afraid of something and that something is probably themselves, okay? It is probably them running away from themselves and you, can, you can't run from yourself, okay? So stop trying, stop, stop trying to run from the things that are going on inside of you because you can't, you can't escape it, okay? So it's all a facade, you know? And yes, there are people who are born without emotion, but that's not you, so don't count yourself <laughs> in that category, okay? <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with emotion, and it's, it's really how we connect to the world around us, and fear is necessary for survival. You know, driving fear and using it to make a logical choice is survival in a nutshell. And it's all about doing this in a healthy way, you know? getting everything under control, finding a way to find a little bit of balance and really having control over how you feel and what happens when you feel those things. So there was a time, and this is my story, um, and it's just going to be really short just to give you a little bit of background of where this post actually came from and what what stirred this up and there was a time after both of my pregnancies that I suffered from postpartum depression um with my first pregnancy it was about six months and after my second pregnancy it lasted a little over two years um when you're a single parent and everything rests on your shoulders, it's hard to know you are depressed. No one, no one is there to pick up the slack. So, you know, it's it's not a choice. Oh, I'm not getting up out of the bed today. You know, your life demands your participation. There's a, a constant, constant need and want from your children and you you are basically forcing yourself to be okay. You know, and your life is not honest. You're not living an honest life. And I say this to say that things tend to linger if they are not dealt with properly and given the proper care and attention. So yes, you need to be mindful of these things around you, but also you need to be mindful of yourself and what's really going on with you. You know, don't allow yourself to be distracted from your needs um, and your children and your life and the wonders of the world because understanding what is happening with yourself is very important. So this really just comes down to self-care, okay? Um, and I know people talk about this a lot and, and there's a lot of different new things out here. If you ever Google self-care, it's just a lot of things going on right now. And, you know, I've read a lot of things and I've tried a lot of things and people have said, oh, this will help. Well, this will help. But really all I have to work with is what worked for me. Okay. And at the end of the day, what really worked for me is just being myself. Um, really knowing who I want to be and what a, a good picture of me looks like and trying to build that picture. You know, it's like putting together a puzzle. You know, so it's natural for us to react and express those feelings that come along 
Um, but as parents, we have to be mindful of what it is that our children see and ultimately feel from us. Them seeing you react in fear and emotion to certain things makes them take that on subconsciously. And you know, I'll, I'll get more into being mindful. I keep bringing up being mindful and I, and I definitely want to get into that um, later on. But <clears throat> I want to say that our children, um, I want to talk about our relationship with our children. Our, our children love us and they admire us and we're like idols to them and, and everything they want to be, we're like the go-to example of that. Our very action and reactions are lessons to them. Just think about if you were, if you, just think about if you were asked to be a a poster board for humanity, right? They're going to put you up all over the world and they're going to say, if you, if you want to be the best human being you can be, then be like this person. You'll probably be thinking to yourself like, no, don't put me up there. You know, I'm not a good example. You know, you're probably a better example than Trump, of course, you know, but you're probably thinking to yourself like, no, I wouldn't be a good example. Don't put a spotlight on me and say, this is how the world should be, you know, because I'm not that good of an example, but you're actually that poster board for your children. Okay. They're looking at you. You're that example. They're trying to be like you, you know, we're, (laughs) and we all know parenting cannot be, you know, put into a, a little box, you know, and the things that we think will affect people negatively actually has the opposite effect sometimes, you know, and I'm saying this to say that every every child is different so one child may see this one thing that would develop something in that child and then another child will see something and that may develop something different in them you know we're all different and we all absorb information and we all take things on differently so you can't ever say that oh just because this bad thing happened or this seemingly negative thing happened, that it will somehow seemingly have a negative effect on everything around it. You know, bad things can happen for the good of things. You know, that's why um, it's hard to really say things are really good or really bad, okay? Because in good things, bad things can happen. And in bad things, good things can happen. And this, I believe in so much, which is why I love the, the yin yang symbol you know the symbol of balance because um you know in in the picture the white has a dot of black in it and the black has a dot of white in it okay and they both need each other to exist right because how would you know white was white without the black and how would you know black was black without the white so how would you know darkness was darkness without the light and how would you know light was light without the darkness? You know, so they need both of each other to survive and that there is the balance, okay? 
And we all know God created the balance. <laughs> so we know that God is the balance. So <clears throat> anyways, um, so just be mindful that when you have multiple children in your house, this is just something that I've said before, you know, make sure that you're not raising every single child the same because every single child is not the same. Okay. Um, it's good to build those relationships, those individual one-on-one relationships with them and really take your relationship with your child seriously. I know we don't want to be like, oh, we don't want to be friends to our kids or anything like that. But having that intimate relationship is super important. And I think we, we focus more on intimate relationships with our partners because we think intimacy is about sex and sort of being in this like love type of situation but there can be intimacy in 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 different types of relationships you know not just sexual relationships you know you can experience intimacy on a on a lot of different levels so try to create that intimate relationship with your kids so being too emotional in front of your children can, um, I just want to get this last point across and then I'm going to, you know, wrap it up for next time, but I just want to get this last point across. So being too emotional in front of your children can alter them in many ways. You know, when you're emotional, your personality and your self-esteem and your self-confidence is all affected, okay? Your your whole inner being is thrown off, okay? So it is a mirror reflection right into your children. So think of how you feel in those out-of-control moments. And then think about how you would feel witnessing your child whom you love, you know, go through that same thing. You would probably rush right up to your child and start feeding them with affirmations like you're beautiful you know everything is okay you don't have to worry about this and things like that so if you can give that that love and that attention to someone else then you should definitely be able to give it to yourself and just the same way you feel like rushing to your child's side to to help them and give them those affirmations that's how they feel about you they want to comfort you they want to take care of you i mean it's not their place But it's still something that they want to do because they love you. You know, you're mommy. You're everything to them. So they don't want to see you sad. They don't want to see you upset. They don't want to see you angry. And they don't want to feel like they're the cause. Or that, um, and and this sometimes can happen if it's not explained, which I will get into in a minute. But, you know, your personality, self-esteem, self-confidence, mind, body, and soul are not on point when you're fretful and and you are unsettled and, you know, you feel that it, it is just the, and, and they feel that. Um, and it's just the connection that y'all have, you know, the, the home that y'all share, the space you share, the life that y'all share together. Y'all have this, this bond as parent and child and they feel that whether you think they do or not, whether you think they see it or not, whether you think you're hiding it good or not. So it's okay to cry in front of your children and show your emotions 
in a healthy way. It's good for the both of you. And I and I know myself to be an emotional being and I and I live off my emotions. You know, I rely on them to make decisions and I'm okay with that. You know, that's not anything that I'm trying to run from. It is just who I am. The the drama inside of me just it is what it is, you know, and I've, I've accepted that about myself. So I know how hard it is to be able to practice self-control and kind of hold back on those impulses. And I'm actually pretty good at it, you know, because I'm such an emotional person. You know, my feelings can be out of control on the inside, but I don't project that on the outside. And it's, it's a defense mechanism, you know. I don't like for people to know what is going on with me. And if I do let loose, it will be with my words, you know. The only way that I reveal myself is, is through my words. You know, I'm a good talker and I'm a good communicator. And I really know how to get my point across and tell how I feel. You know, and I give credit to that uh to my um, my Gemini moon, you know, which is my true personality, and you know, some people will probably say, no, 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 you're you're nothing like the Gemini, you're a Leo, but my sun sign is what I project to other people, you know, it's it's my defense mechanism. It makes people think that I'm just this happy-go-lucky, loud. Um, you know, um, outgoing, did I say that already? You know, in your face type of person. But at the same time, yeah, that is sort of who I am. But on the inside, I relate more to my moon sign than my sun sign. And I'm, I'm definitely a talkative person. I'm a good communicator. And um, I'm, I like, I'm interested in things. I love to do research. I love knowledge and I love to learn about things. So, you know, um, that's just who I am. And I try really hard to reel things in in my writing, but, you know, I don't have to try too hard because it's, there's an editing process to that, you know, and I can just say, oh, I'm not going to put that out there, you know, because sometimes I'll get to typing and I'll just type up some things and I'll be like, oh, no, you can't say that. You know, you don't want to give away too much of yourself. Um but, you know, I kind of sort of feared that when creating the podcast because I'm like, OK, I'm going to record at eight and then I'm going to, um, you know, p- publish it at nine and it will be sort of, sort of like this live thing. But that was just cutting it too close for me. You know, I got to do a couple of takes, you know, make sure <laughs> make sure this thing is right. You know, make sure I'm not saying anything that um, could be too opinionated. You know, I, I, I am a very opinionated person. I, I have an opinion. And I even have to do that when I'm when I'm talking with men or hanging out with men or doing anything around men, especially my father. You know, I try not to have an opinion because I notice that men really don't like it when women have an opinion. You know, I'm, I'm getting off subject, but it would take me too long to go into my next point. And I think, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up for y'all this evening. And I want to continue this conversation. Um, I really, truly do, because I do have some solutions and things that I think will help. And just giving you a little bit more of a confidence boost when it comes to um, controlling your emotions and really talk about what that means. Um, But... What was I saying? Yeah, yeah I um, 
I just think that, you know, guys really don't like it when girls have too much in a, an opinion because I noticed that men really think they're right 100% of the time, regardless of if they're wrong, you know, and the things I do know about women is women are sort of similar, you know, in that way we, we don't like to admit that we're wrong, but we're big enough, um, and confident enough that we're so right most of the time that when we're wrong, we can admit that we're wrong. But men, you know, they'll, they will try to sort of get around, (laughs) around things. And, and when they're apologizing, it's, it's never really like a true apology. I was wrong. It's more of like, oh yeah, that happened. And it is what it is. And you did this and I did this. So let's just forgive each other. You know, it's never that admittance of, <laughs> of being wrong. So, um, and they're, and they, you know, they feel like they're the dominant species. So I kind of just go with it. You know, I really, I just the type of person, because at first I would argue with men and, um, I just did not enjoy that too much. I just didn't enjoy that too much. Like I can argue with a female all day, you know, put me on the phone with my best friend and I can sit up and argue with her till the cows come home. But it's something about arguing with a man that it doesn't just become this thing that isn't a thing, you know, it becomes a thing. They, they absorb that argument and then they carry it with you and they create an opinion about you. And with women, it's not like that. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, I got to argue with her yesterday. It's over, it's under the bridge. You know, I'm not thinking anything of her. I'm not, I didn't analyze things that she said. I'm not thinking she's dumb. I'm not thinking she don't know nothing. You know, I'm not thinking that about her. You know, I'm not thinking, oh, I don't wanna be around her no more cause she thinks that, you know? It is what it is, you know. We we don't harbor things like that because we argue so much with each other. It's just it's it's nothing over here, you know. But with men, you think that they're not holding on to that argument. They are holding on. <laughs> they are holding on so hard to that argument. They are holding on so hard to that disagreement, and um, they act like they let things go, but they do not. And they have formed a hard fixed opinion of you trust and believe off of that argument that y'all had um and even though they say they let it go they have not (laughs) so um I think that's all that you know I really wanted to get into you know and I hope that you're really excited about me continuing this and I wish that it wasn't such a huge message you know I wish that it didn't mean so much to me but Fearful Emotional Mommy Part 1, actually, when I dug really deep into it and I wanted to really get into an in-depth conversation with you about it, I just realized that this was a very emotional post for me. And I don't know how I got it down to such a small um, um, amount. You know, I think it was one of the longest posts that I had posted on my blog. And... That is very evident right now that, um, you know, I need to get this out. This needs to be something that's said. And hopefully this will help someone um, because the one thing that I know about moms, and I've heard a lot of stories, I've seen it, 
in friends, I've seen it in family, even when a when a child thinks that their mom is a good mom or a child thinks that their mom is a bad mom, you know, a lot of the things that children talk about, yeah, they talk about their fathers and things like that, but a lot of relationship issues that children have are with their moms, you know? Whether they're a girl or they're a boy, they have some type of distinct thing that they can remember um, about their relationship with their mother. So it's a very important and in, in what is the word? <laughs> um, when you influence something, we'll just call it influential relationship. And um, it's something that people really, really carry with them. And I know that a lot of the times when they're describing this, they're talking about their mom being emotional. <laughs> it's just right off the bat, um, emotional, you know, um, overwhelmed. And, and they sort of, a lot of them really sort of sympathize with their mom. Like, oh, my mom, she did this, she did that. She really took care of this. She really handled that, you know, but she also did this, these things, you know, and, you know, sometimes I thought these things were a little bit out of place or erratic or, Um, things like that. So we have to really relieve some of our stress. We have to. We have to gain self-control over ourselves as women. And a lot is put on us, especially in society today, because back in the day, yeah, the mom had a lot to do. You know, Um, she, you know, she had to handle all the chores around the house. She had to cook all the meals for all the children. She had to get the children ready. And she basically just raised children, which is enough of a task on its own. But now in in this century, women are working too. You know, not just little side jobs here and there, but they have full-time jobs. They, They have their kids that are in extracurricular activities. They have a house to take care of. And even the even the mommies that are doing it with support, even the the mommies that have uh, spouses in the house with them, even 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 with them, there is this tension. And um, even greater in the single parent home, you know. So we need to address these things, and we need to not be ashamed of it. And we need to not think less of ourselves because we feel this way or we are having um, an overwhelming amount of stress and that is triggering our emotions and sending us into this tornado of fear of all the time of what's going to happen or when the ball is going to drop or when we are going to drop the ball, okay? And we need support from everyone around us you know if you don't have that support system then I truly truly feel for you you know because I don't know what I would do without my my support system I don't know where I would be um I needed that I needed it and I still need it um so yes (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and um wrap things up and I do appreciate you all listening and taking the time to really hear me out and I hope that you will tune in next week so we can continue this discussion and talk about being mindful 
talk about practicing self-control, talk about some solutions to help us relax a little bit more and really focusing on us and really realizing that we're important too. Okay, and we're not just here to serve, you know, we're also here to create and and to spread our unique selves with the world and with our children. So y'all have a good Sunday night and y'all get ready for Monday (laughs) and get ready for that hectic week and getting the kids to school and doing all the things that you do. And I wish you luck in that and um, be blessed. Peace is love, Madam Will. Thank you for listening. Tune in Sunday nights at 9 p.m. for the Flower Pot. Also, check out the blog at insidetheflowerpot.home.blog. New updates on the album every Thursday. And if you happen to be interested in showcasing your writing talent, poetry, letters, short stories, or essays, then send me a message with your work so I can add it to the freestyle forum. Peace is love, Madam Will.